0: We have nothing to fear from fairy tales. The evil witches and wicked stepmothers are nothing more than words on the pages of a book. The tales of our own imagination and nothing more. But this is not true for all fairy tales. Some fairy tales, you see, are actually true and one of these tales is the story of a rat catcher who stole 130 children away from the german city of hamlin never to be seen again hello and welcome to episode 28 are certainly strange and uh, welcome back because i've I've taken a bit of a break but actually was a couple of months and we are actually going to continue on with the Basically, theme that we had going on in the previous two episodes, which was a bit of a fairy tale theme, because we had an episode about fairies, the Cottingley affair, I believe it was called, and we also had a story uh, which was the death of the Swan King. And uh, yeah, if you haven't listened to those yet, I truly do recommend those two because they were some of my favorite ones especially since the fairy one is really very silly and the swan king one was actually quite tragic but uh so if you want to either have a good laugh or cry go ahead and take a listen to those previous episodes but not before you've listened to this one of course the story that i have for you today is a very good one because this is a story that I've been waiting to share with you ever since I started this podcast. And um, I know why haven't I done it before. It was basically just because I never really felt like it was the right time. And now we had like this fairytale theme going on. And I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I was actually waiting for. can't believe that it actually lined up so very well. And uh, something about me. I I really love fairy tales, I've always adored them, I grew up with tales of like the Brothers Grimm and Hans Christian Andersen and uh, one of my very very favourite fairy tales was that of the Pied Piper of Hamelin. So when I learned that this fairy tale was actually based on something that actually happened, based on a true historic event, uh, I was so astonished. So I could not wait to share this with you. Uh, But, before we get started with the episode, first, I want to mention uh, that the podcast is now available uh, on Samsung Podcasts as well as Apple Podcasts. And on Apple Podcasts, you can also now leave a review. So if you want to support the podcast, please leave a review either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I will love you forever for it. So, without any further ado, let's get into the story of... The Ratcatcher of Hamlin twelve eighty four On the twenty sixth of June, the day of Saint John and Saint Paul, one hundred and thirty children, born in Hamlin, were let out of the town by a piper wearing multicoloured clothes. After passing the Calvary near the Koppenberg, they disappeared forever. So reads the inscription of a plaque on the stone facade of the Pied Piper House in Hamlin, a half timbered house dating back to 1602. An entry in the town records of Hamlin dating to 1384, commemorates an event 100 years ago, and I'm quoting here, since our children left. And then there is also the stained glass window in the St Nicolai church. Although it was destroyed some 400 years ago, it is described to have featured the figure of a Pied Piper leading several ghost white children away from the town. There are manuscripts from the 15th century that all record a similar story of 130 children that vanished on June 26th, 1284, following a multicolored piper to a place called Calvary or Coppen. It seems that the story of the Pied Piper is something more than just a fairy tale. It is a historic mystery, of 130 children going missing without a trace. Now, if you are somewhat of a true crime fan, and perhaps if you listen to my episode, Without a Trace, about the disappearance of Brandon Swanson, you know how very strange and mysterious disappearances can be. So when I read about this apparent disappearance, of 130 children in the middle ages, I wasn't actually too skeptical at questioning whether it could be real or not. I immediately thought, yes, this is definitely a thing that can happen. And imagine if you are a person living in Hamlin in the dark ages and something happens like that. You have no other choice than to pass on such a bizarre tale from generation to generation until it is perceived as a fairy tale, and in a way that is sad, because fairy tales are supposed to be pretty, but this is far from it, because hold on to your seats, this story does not have a happy ending. There are actually a multitude of theories of what could have happened in the town of Hamelin in 1284 that could have grown into that fairy tale that we all know, so I'm going to tell you about all of these different theories and i'm starting with the most unbelievable theory and continuing onwards to the most probable ones with the final theories becoming you know what i actually think could have happened so to start the theories off my least favorite theory out there and yes trust me this is actually a theory that i found it's that the children of hamelin were a victim to a mass alien abduction. Now, if you are new here, there is something you need to know about me. I absolutely hate theories surrounding alien abductions. I don't know, it just drops me completely the wrong way, especially in this context. But yes, there are actually people who believe in this theory. It is apparently sounding very logical to some people and they note that the description of the Piper, you know, the Piper with his multicolored clothes, is quite strange. How he's dressed in like multicolored suit, because you know, they didn't have those in the Middle Ages. I say that with a extreme amount of sarcasm, because of course they had multicolored clothes in the Middle Ages. Just look at a painting or an illustration of anyone during the Dark Ages and you will see that they had actually really colorful clothes it's because it is called the dark ages it doesn't mean that they had dark clothes and that they were just all depressed all the time no it's actually you know if you're looking if you're thinking about jesters you probably also think about very colorful suits and that's actually what i imagine when right? i think about the pipe piper but apparently to some people that sounds really ridiculous no it, it can't be you know people from the middle ages ...wearing colourful clothes. It must be an alien um, wearing wearing very strange, uh, out-of-space clothes. And the gate that the red Catchers guides the children through in the fairy tale, through which they disappear... ...these same people with the alien theory, they have theorised that this gate is actually a spaceship i hope that we're all collectively rolling our eyes right now um because it is a horrendous theory and i think that it is simply mocking you know a possible huge tragedy that could have happened in the middle ages just being like yeah uh, um aliens you can't just throw you know the, the alien theory and anything you don't understand i mean it could be quite funny in some situations you're like someone's doing math and you're like oh i don't know the answer and you're like yeah i know it's probably aliens but in this situation it is not funny <laughs> but don't worry uh, the theories will get better from this point on this was just a um, you know a fun start of something that will actually turn quite depressing in uh, quite uh, in, in a few seconds so let's get to theory number two a very fun fun one Um, to a lot of people that, who have looked into the mystery of Hamlin over years the Pipe Piper did not seem like an alien at all. No, no, to them, he did not even seem like an actual human, but rather a metaphor for something else. Something a bit more sinister, because to them, the Pipe Piper is the personification of death. Now it is actually quite understandable for people to associate a Piper with death. After all, backpipes have been used for funerals for the music on funerals for hundreds of years and uh, bagpipes also used to be played at battlefields did you know that bagpipes even were used to be considered weapons of war which is a strange fact on its own apparently there was a piper called james reed uh, who played the bagpipes during the battle of culloden which was a major battle in scottish history and he was executed for it because the English court decided to consider his instrument a weapon of war. So he was at the Battle of Culloden with his bagpipes. And they were like, yeah, you you should die for that because you were being dangerous. Because you were wearing a, a weapon. And he was like, no, I'm, I wasn't wearing a weapon. I was, I was playing my bagpipes. And they were like, yeah, that's a weapon of war. We've decided that right now. And... Uh, yeah he got hanged for it which is ridiculous Uh, but but apparently there was also around uh, 2500 british soldiers during world war one who crossed no man's land armed with nothing but packpipes which is the most like I don't know, badass thing or just idiotic thing. I don't know. <laughs> imagine crossing no man's land with Germans shooting at you, and you're just playing the pipes, and you've got nothing else going on. But um, so it is quite easy. But uh, with the bagpipes being associated with war and with death, it's quite easy for people to associate the sound of pipes with death, and so the pipe piper being death. And to some, also, the fact that the Pied Piper is a rat-catcher, and the story being about uh, rats taking over the city of Hamelin, it has immediately led to associating the event with the Black Death. And that the 130 children being guided away by the Piper, it's actually 130 children dying. From the Black Death and them, and their souls are like being guided away by death himself. But the plague would not ravage through Europe in about a century from there, because it was in the twen- it was in the 1200s where this took place. And the um, so that was 12, 1284, I think I said. And the Black Death wouldn't start until 1350s. I've, I'm just saying that from the top of my head, but I, I'm definitely sure that it started in during the 1300s, and it might be in the late 1300s. So you know, it's a there's a huge time gap going on there. But I still think that this is a quite a strong theory because the idea that some disaster or disease could have happened is actually quite realistic, because that would cause the amount of trauma that. Leads people to coping with it through stories, with making it a fairy tale, like romanticising it. So the question now is what type of disaster or disease this could have been? And this leads us to the next theory. Because theory number three is that Hamelin was struck by a dancing plague. Now, some of you might be thinking, a what plague? dancing plague what yes you heard me right a dancing plague and it might sound really fun but trust me it isn't it's 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 quite real all right and it's quite horrific and i am going to be making an episode about this in the future but for now i'm going to give you a very quick summary of what a dancing plague is exactly it is a disease that gripped europe during the dark ages where people have been described to start dancing hysterically through the streets for hours days and even months until they collapsed with bleeding feet due to exhaustion or because they died of a heart attack or because they had a stroke yeah so that is not i i know that the dancing plague sounds oh like oh my god yes this is a good night out having a great time but no it is it is actually it is not fun. I'm still thinking if like is this is this one of the worst ways to die or is it actually not so bad? Because if you have to choose dying from dancing sounds fun. And and actually come come to think of it this also reminds me of another fairy tale because you had the you have the, the fairy tale about the red shoes, right? So there's like this lady who finds red shoes or something. I have never read the fairy tale, but I I just um I know the fairy tale. I just never read it. Uh, so she gets like the red shoes or she finds it, whatever, and she puts them on, and the red shoes just start dancing and dancing and dancing until her, her feet bleed and i believe in some stories uh, the she eventually gets her feet cut off so she'd be free from the shoes that could also have been inspired by a dancing plague so that is just huh so the most famous of all these dancing plagues happened in 1581 in the french town of strasbourg and this this dancing plague it ends as quickly and mysteriously as it starts And whenever a dancing plague occurred in a town, it was common for a musician or even multiple musicians to accompany those who were dancing, who were infected in a way. And these musicians, they would sometimes guide the dancers away from the town to make sure that no other people would get infected by it. So... Did the piper guide the people affected by the disease away from the town and them following the piper dancing to never return because they all died because of a heart attack or exhaustion or a stroke? And it sounds even more probable considering that an outbreak of the dancing plague happened within the same century, just south of Hamlin in the town of Erfurt, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, I'm not German. As the result of this dancing plague, in Erfurt, like multiple children, died of exhaustion. So in this theory, the Pied Piper takes on the form both as the personification of death and also an actual real person helping the diseased to rid the town of a disease. And it all seems to quite fit with the story. That is basically what the pipe Piper of Hamelin is about. There is a certain disease in the town, a certain plague and the piper is there to solve it. And I like this theory actually really very much because it has this mix of both trauma and strangeness that would seem the perfect ingredients for a tale that would eventually become a fairy tale. But there is one last theory that I have for you that I find just as interesting and just as probable as this one, as the Dancing Plague one. And perhaps it is also the darkest theory out there. Yeah, even darker than the Black Death. So, you know, this is a, this is a big one. And that theory is that the whole disaster, the whole mystery of Hamlin, was because of the Children's Crusades. The Children's Crusade happened within the same century as the mystery of the disappearance of the Children of Hamelin. And this has sparked the theory that the Children of Hamelin left Hamelin to join one of these Crusades. Now during the Children's Crusade, more than 30,000 children followed people, often children themselves, who believed that they had visions from Jesus and that they could reclaim Jerusalem, the Holy Land, believing that their innocence as children would automatically convert the Muslims to Christianity. And the journey these children's crusades took was extremely dangerous, <laughs> extremely dangerous and also very deadly. And of all the 30,000 children or more, no one ever reached Jerusalem. and. Two-thirds of all children died on the journey there. And the two most famous child's crusades were led by a French boy called Stephen and a German boy called Nicholas. And it is said that they both held believers spellbound with sermons and promises of miracles. And so it is believed that Nicholas, so that's the German boy, is the original inspiration of the Pied Piper. A young man who was so charming and intriguing that he was able to convince 130 children to follow him to the Holy Land, to never return. So Nicholas was a poor shepherd's boy from from the Rhineland in Germany, and he led a group of about 21,000 children across the Alps and into Italy in the early spring of 1212. And he was telling his young followers that God would split the sea for them to cross to Jerusalem from there. And the journey there was really difficult. The weather was harsh, and many children died of exhaustion, malnourishment, or because of the cold. And like I said, two out of three children died. And what happened to the remaining 7,000 is unclear. But it is likely that most of them were tricked onto ships with the promise that they would be brought to Jerusalem and instead they were sold into slavery. Nicholas himself died as well during this trip. And he died in the Alps in his attempt to actually return home. Uh, This theory, this last theory there, is a very grim one. It is also very realistic. It's true that the dates do not match up, uh, be- being the, the children's crusade taking place like 70 years prior to uh, to the date on which it is said that the children of Hamelin disappeared. But it seems realistic enough, because it gives a reason for the amount of grief the inhabitants of Hamelin seem to have felt for the loss. It also gives a reason to as to how one hundred and thirty children could disappear, just in one day, just gone, them having been in a way hypnotised by promises of miracles and a golden holy city. To me, it is either the something like the Dancing Plague or a Children's Crusade, because both have the equivalent of you know the music of the piper. In the story with the dancing plague being about dancing and uh, on mu- dancing on music that isn't there and then being guided away by music by a piper and with the children's crusade the music being the metaphor for like the promises of the holy land uh, and their duty to free it so they were basically hypnotized by the piper in that way and both have very clear reasons for the grief of the parents with the dancing plague and the children's crusade resulting in the death of their children taken away from them on one single day and i'm, I'm very curious to hear your theories and opinions about what could have happened in Hamlin on that date on uh, in 12 Eighty-six. i think that's i think i'm saying the the date correctly so i'm very curious to hear what you think could have happened and if you agree with any of my theories or if you just think ah boy this is all rubbish you're you don't know what you're talking about actually this and this and this could have happened i really love to hear about it don't hesitate to comment on uh, instagram you can leave a comment there or you can send me a dm if you don't want to if you just want to talk about it privately I, I i really love hearing about all your thoughts and this story just really fascinated me uh, and i really love to hear your thoughts about it you can find the podcast on instagram at certainly strange the podcast and well thank you for listening to this episode of certainly strange uh, we have officially returned again. Uh, please, if you want to support the podcast, you can do so by either reviewing it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or by donating uh, just, a small, just a small amount of money on my coffee account, which is also called Certainly Strange, or just continue listening and, and sharing it with your friends. That is the best way of supporting the podcast, truly. So once again, thank you for listening and uh, I see you